and jelly beans welcome to the scottish rugby podcast it is myself john anderson at the helm it has been forever since i feel like i've, I've been on this podcast so um i might i might be a bit match rusty might drop a few balls drop a few passes who knows what's going to happen tonight but we'll do our best to give you a good show tonight um i am joined by none other and again it feels like ages since i've seen you as well ian ian hey welcome Hello, and I've just timed finishing my dinner perfectly. Um, that, hello, hello everyone. Good. Hello, John. Oh, yeah, we've not been on for ages. Certainly. Have we spoken otherwise on social medias? I mean, obviously, on social media. Have we crossed paths? I don't think we have, have we? We've not crossed paths, but we've conversed on the social medias. Um, yes. We, we, and obviously, we are part of the same group chat um, behind the scenes for this poddy pod, 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 pod. been in this. We may have frequented the same sauna from time to time. Well, 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 yes, of course, right? <laughs> uh, and watch as the number of uh, viewers at this point leave. Um, 
our goal tonight is not to get skyrockets because obviously we've had we've had a wee bit of uh, social media drama earlier on with the podcast, which was a bit bizarre. Didn't we? Jeez, oh, was I was just coming back from my my car's been acting up for a bit, and um, like I managed to squeeze it in at the mechanic. Mechanic up the road seems to like me. Uh, I don't so know they, why. <laughs> well, I've, I said I've seen him in Domino's, so he's thinking free pizzas. Yes. Uh, he's out um, there, yeah. I got that fixed um, pretty sharp. Um, took it for a spin, obviously, to give it a, a burrow round because I was having some power lag. Um, get back, like key in the door. I'm like, all right, phone it just while I check what's going on. See if Rona's messaged me. But Scottish Rugby Podcast has been unpublished. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- th- those are the you that don't Six know. Minutes prior to the, uh, me getting in my door. Yeah, we 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 we, we managed the, the Facebooks did not like us earlier on, uh, and we got unpublished. Uh, on appeal, we have been republished. Everything seems okay. Um, we don't know the reason behind it because, of course, social media is a murky beast that doesn't give you information. Um, but we're here. The, the the key word they've used is misrepresentation, and we don't know if they mean like of what exactly is it because because just because of Scottish rugby podcast is it too close to being are we the the official Scottish rugby union podcast? No, we're just Scottish and talk about rugby sometimes, or maybe it's and the fact that we don't talk about rugby much. Um, maybe like, that's this is misrepresentation. It's not about rugby. It's more about meal deals and um, the hairs of scrotums. Ab- I would absolutely love if some poor little Facebook employee has had to listen to our podcast to to determine whether it's you know there's a ratio it, there's like a a BMI like you have to be in the green zone sitting with a tally marker like oh they've mentioned rugby oh you know and you have to you have to what would the what would the metric be so is it R, RM RM per minute so rugby um, RPMs per rug, rugby's per minutes yeah. Rugby's, rugby's per minutes. There we go. RPMs. Yeah. Um, that might also misrepresent based on some other metrics. So hopefully, don't sue us. Um, <laughs> right. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome, uh, you poor, poor thing. Um, um, those of you probably joining us are regulars, but you'll know fine well what this is all about. But if you feel like you want to go and support us a wee bit more, uh, you can head over, first of all, to scottishrugbyblog.co.uk, where there's some absolutely brilliant articles, latest news, views on Scottish Rugby. You can also visit patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast. This is all down the bottom if you're watching this live, where you can subscribe for exclusive content. It'll cost you £3 a month, or if you're feeling super flush, you can even upgrade to £5 a month, and we might even read your name out on the podcast. I always forget to do it, but we need to, we'll, 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 we will endeavour, we will make sure that happens uh, this time. You can also follow us over, oh, that, see, I'm just clicking things here. This is a cosmetic out of practice, right? You can also follow us on Facebook at Scottish Rugby Podcast, where we almost get shut down. Uh, One handling Twitter. error. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter at Scottish Rugby Pod, YouTube Scottish Rugby Blog, and on Twitch. Um, I did see you last week, you were debating the, the concept of where, where people get their podcasts these days. Uh, but you can find us on all important and wonderful podcast platforms um, if you look hard enough. Is that the, the sales pitch done? I think so. Um, cool. Yeah. I think so. I think we've, we've sales pitch. Right, tonight we are going to talk about 
World Cup warm-ups. That's right. It is uh, Scotland, Scotland, Italy, and obviously we've got Scotland, France this weekend. Uh, first of all, let's we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Scotland, Italy first, Ian. Um, Scotland. <laughs> first, first hit out of this the summer, right? So season season ended quite a while ago. Um, rusty performance from what you would say maybe the second team. Um, might be fair to say. Also, what what was your what was your what was your gut feeling on it? What 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 did you take away from it? Um, Ben Healy's got a hell of a boot. Was the main thing that I took from it. Does it's, he uh, ever? It's, it's a, a multiple, multiversatile. It's a very versatile boot as well. But, um, for it. It's a multiverse of boots. But, oh no, um, I've had it. You know, I've had it with multiverses. Um, <laughs> other than that, today yeah, I've. I've I was working, so I've only seen the second half uh, for the first time today. I've rewatched the first half, or, or should I say, relived the first half because it was, God, it was dire, wasn't it? Um, it was pretty, pretty bad, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think the main thing we can say is uh, defence has looked good. Defence coaches will be happy if, you know, um, Ali Price made a an error within 40 seconds. Um, which put Scott on the back foot, um, defended that solidly, and we were under pressure for a good sort of five, ten yeah. minutes. Let's see, uh, so our scramble D's looking good, set piece looked all right, but it was pretty boring. And Peter, no, stop it with the seagulls. We'll, yeah, we'll come to that. Yeah, we will come to the seagull chat in a minute, Peter. Uh, just for for those of you watching live, it's a seagull's world, and we're just living in it. We will come to the seagulls in a second. Um, I think it's interesting you touch on Ali Price error within forty seconds. Let's let's come to that and concentrate on that that stuff just now. It was it was a rusty performance. It was a performance from people that haven't played much rugby in the last. Two months, give or take, if not a wee bit longer in some cases. Um, the exceptions being Healy and uh, Darcy Graham, I think everyone looked rusty, everyone looked off the pace slightly. But the reaction to that has, like, the reaction from social media and the reaction from fans, I think has been a bit disproportionate to a World Cup warm up. <laughs> like first hit out. Well, you know I mean? enough, John, I've tried to avoid um, looking at what Scottish rugby fans' uh, responses <laughs> are. Um, no, I th- I've, I've seen well, the circle of <laughs> circle of agreement that I've been looking with uh, for. Um, yeah, everyone knows it would have been rusty. I thought it was. It's quite a. There's not a lot of zazz in the team. In the backs, when you look at it, uh, you know, we, we know Harris, even though he's been, um, you know, absolute stalwart, was a lion and had plenty of credit in the bank. Um, but when Huey Pilotto came along, you know, Gregor Townsend was like, you know what, Chris, thanks, but at the moment, this is <laughs> this is the better player to have at 13. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was maybe a chance because it is, it's about filling out those. I think the first 15, which um, is pretty much what we're getting on Saturday. We're getting the vast majority of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's obviously like penned in 
and then it is just these last filler spots. You know, is it going to be Harris or McDowell or um, I can't even think of the other centres. I'm actually looking for the <laughs> forty-one man <laughs> squad at the moment. Um, but yeah, there wasn't a lot to sort of write home about in terms of attacking play. Uh, obviously, the weather got a bit rubbish yeah. beforehand. Um, it was the same. The, I was at the, the Bills game. That's why I missed the second half. I was I had to drive down to air in my knackered car. Uh, <laughs> and that was the same just uh, just before kick-off. It just absolutely started launching down the, for the, 25 minutes. It was rubbish. It was... The weather was pretty bad, wasn't it? And it was interesting hearing afterwards them talking about how they've been training in the sunshine so they're not used to the rain in Scotland. Come on, guys. Pull the other one. Pull the other yeah, one. Yeah, there be some kind of, like, ointment involved, uh, invented that can... Uh, you know, stick to no, that's cheating, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no, we, we, we wouldn't get away with that, Ian. Uh, that's, that's, we've already been, been banned from Facebook once today, mate. Let's not, yeah, let's not. That's a wee bit sticky sweets in the pocket on a cricket ball, that's, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, or deflated balls in, in oh, American yeah. football. Um, so we'll, we'll talk, talk a bit about right. So, obviously, um, it was for me, it was such a strange game. So, I, I watched it in two parts as well because I was, I was gigging. On Saturday, so um, I I came back a little bit drunk and started to watch it, and then passed out after thirty minutes because it wasn't terribly exciting. Um, the obvious we've mentioned the standouts. I think Ben Healy looked looked very very secure, very solid, great kicking option. Darcy Graham was the standout by a mile for me, though I, I don't understand how he didn't get man a match other than getting utterly skinned senseless by Ione at one point, which was... He has some player, though, that did, did he not, oh, yeah. when did he not top, like, uh, metres gained or defenders Aye. beaten in the oh, pro URC a couple of years you've ago? You've got to accept sometimes good players will, yeah. will skin each other. So sometimes I wish that's the thing rugby fans need to realise is that not every player is perfect and good ones will like when Duhan had a bit of a bad one against I don't know, Matt Hansen had him in host, didn't he? Aye. Right. Aye. Doesn't mean Duhan's a bad player. Duhan breaks records wherever he goes. Breaks records in hearts wherever he goes. <laughs> I, he breaks my heart every time I see him. But you're right, Matt Hansen's a very talented player, and that's the thing. Like we always get caught up in this, like why are our players not doing this, that, and this? It's like why aren't we beating the ranked number one team in the world? What's wrong with Sky Rugby? Because we have 15 other players trying to make sure we're not doing that, all with their own strengths and weaknesses. Um, funny, funny that. Um, but certainly the first, the first half in particular, there was was blighted by a few mistakes. It was a strange game because it felt so much closer. Like Italy were playing, Italy were playing well. Um, obviously with this new style of Italian rugby they have, where they seem to just it's like Glasgow, Glasgow Max that they're playing, where it's just like every ball has to get shipped wide and off we go. But it was a B squad, Ian. And do you think there's anyone in that team that put their hand up? The Italy squad, the Scotland squad, the Scotland squad. Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Italy was <laughs> yeah, Italia rugby podcast for yeah. Italia. Um, Italia. Yeah, because I think it wasn't um, wasn't a full strength Italian team as well. Obviously, big names oh. missing, probably Lamaro, um, Rex. I'm a big fan of Rex and yeah. Garbisi. Christ, yeah. which would never forget. Of I've forgotten yeah. Garbisi. Um, 
I don't know, from the second string, I don't think so. Um, another good performer I thought was Matt Fagerson, as per usual. That's He's... interesting. That's interesting you say that, because that hasn't necessarily came through to the rank and file of the Scottish rugby fans. Do you, do you agree with them? Oh, I disagree with him wholeheartedly. All right, that that's standard for me. Right. Like, he's, I mean, for me, he's like become the, almost the cornerstone of the pack. It doesn't yeah. matter where you stick him at six or eight. Um, I mean, this guy's just a workhorse. He, he won, I think, three turnovers. Yeah, uh, one of which led to a really good counter-attacking opportunity. Um, when Ollie Smith hacked one on and Darcy Gray went after it like a whippet and right, ended up dragging down, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, he just goes about his business um, there's, well, there was one uh, defensive scrum we had to deal with, he picked up from the base and you know, carried hard yeah. he's, he's got such a good skill set as eight, 8 or 6 um, yeah, that's, I, I would, we, well, we've got so many options that, that back row options we it's, have is it's, it's, it's like the it's cast like... of Oppenheimer it's that good it's, uh, that <laughs> I would go as far as to say if Matt Fagerson was an all black he'd be in discussions for one of the best in the world and that I know that sounds like crazy talk but he has the basic skill set he does everything right he does everything turbo all, all the time it's, I remember when he was coming in and Ryan Wilson who I had been a f- bit of a fan of um, as a freeze-on field antics in particular, not yeah. not always the mouth, the actual playing part, yeah. because he's a nuisance. And I was like, Matt F- Matt Fagerson does that uh, at a younger age and faster. And now as Fagerson's getting older, he's just doing it turbo style. He's um, he's in great form at the moment. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to imagine leaving him out. It's like, but who do you leave out? You've got Darge, Watson, Richie, Dempsey, Matt Fagerson. Well, let's let's talk about Rory Darge just now. So, first cap, first cap as captain, um, playing at seven. Obviously, what a water responsibility on him at such a young age. But also, he's clearly been identified very early doors as a leader. How how do you think he went? Relatively quiet by his standards, because usually it's all you know. You notice him. Smashing breakdowns, winning the ball back, uh, or you know, getting on onto breaks. Uh, you know, he's always a, a good off the shoulder option. Um, but because there was a lack of cohesion and attack, uh, you didn't really get to see much of that attack inside of him. Um, qu- quiet but effective is how I would say uh, him and Crosby were. Yeah, I I would agree completely with you. I think I think Crosby. Crosby in particular, I thought he put his hand up. I thought he was really solid. There's like Crosby's club form has been outstanding for a couple of years, and there's been such a clamour for him to make that step up. I'm gonna I'm gonna upset a few people here. Um, it does feel a little bit like we've had this before with Scottish back rows, where it's like you know. Rob Harley in. in particular, possibly. Rob, Rob Harley. Um, we had uh, Roddy Grant back in the day as well. You know, we've had, we, Chris Pizarro is another one. That's I, mean, I think had... Crosby's had some quietly effective games, um, and he, he's he's a bit younger. Uh, 
I don't, you know, don't want to write him off. And I'm just oh, trying and, to pin dead rust because you know I'm we're going to get in the neck here, John, because it's two Glasgow fans. I'm not, so I'm not writing him off player, at all. I, especially I, you. I just, I just, well, I, I do have a history for this. So <laughs> I'm not writing him off at all. I just don't think. I think he's t- right. So this is me seeing this. In it's the, very fast when he gets going, but he, that's he again, is, again, he didn't really get much I've to work. Really with. seen him as much for an attacking. So, how many Scotland caps has he got now? Are we in double figures uh, yet? Uh, no, 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 not at all. No. Um, we are on. Let's go. Ah, we're going to have a wee look while we talk. I, I, I think Luke Crosby is a fabulous, fabulous player. And I think he's just taking his time to get up to speed with international. We're on five caps, it's... by the way. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, he's, he's taking his time to get up to speed with international rugby, and I think that's absolutely well, He's older than I thought. but that's the, He's older than I thought, but that's because there's such a logjam of quality. Yeah, twenty six. We're not even talking like um, Andy Christie, Tom Gordon. Yep. You know, uh, Ali Please Miller. Get... Ali Miller, who has went to Glasgow and has vanished into the the lesser spotted, um, you know, Jared Firth concept. <laughs> he is he is no no longer like I don't. I think Ali Miller might actually not be a real person anymore. I think he's a made up made up squad name you know like if you put a fake name down when you're playing a playing a team and you're like oh we need this boy to play but he's trialist. <laughs> aye, so i trialist yeah that's, i think that's what's happening well um so i think the back the back row yeah it was a tough one for them let's talk about the the props now i know we're clearly not in our specialist area here Ian, right but both of us highly tuned athletes here. Somebody's uh, driving back from rugby training at extreme speed now. If they're listening uh, to this live, yeah, he heard the p word and he's like, "Whoa, here we go!" Um, so you know, we had Rory Sutherland, George Turner, and and uh, Murphy Walker as our as our starting props. Um, I thought, and this hurts me deeply to say this. I thought the scrum improved markedly when Javin Sebastian came on. Now, I don't know if that's Javin's fault or if that is the Italian substitutions, but the scrum was night and day. We were we were probably second best with that front row to start with. And things improved. Oh, that your pal Jamie Batty came on as well. Well, um, I, I mean, it was just, it was a horrible front row to bring on from my perspective, given but I've given Batty absolute hell for said Stuart McAnally is a, a you know clearly a novelty pick and shouldn't be anywhere near the squad. Nostalgia. And Javin is yeah, yeah. And Javin is like the most bang out like an absolute waste of a space. Wild card. Well, I've, I've, I I got I I got handed a little bit of uh, humble pie this weekend. Yeah, although Big Jim thought he got lucky with one of the penalties. Uh, Big Jim has no idea what he's talking about. He's usually the man behind pushing the. Yeah, he, he, he's always he, he would know about legs getting in his way. Um, okay. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so, no, no, I'm just why, yeah. why, why am I defending Jim Howland? I, I know. No idea. Do you do you think any of those six props have? Uh, six props, sorry, the the six front rows. Do you think any of the like obviously there's Tur- Turner's probably likely to go Sutherland's Batty. I think you know, there's there's debate around that whole section now. 
who out of those six goes to the World Cup? Sorry, my screen keeps freezing out there. Um, Suz. But does Batty go? I don't know. Sorry, my screen. Sorry, my screen's again going a bit dodgy. Um, weird? Do you take three of those Do you take, I don't know, or do you take two Lucy's and a floater and two, because you need, you only need three tight heads, because it's quite specialist. Yeah. Well, although, like, your floater, would, I think, should be more of a specialist tight head. Yeah. It's all the, um, so Murphy Walker know, would think, be a floater. Yeah. There's not many that can play both sides, Murphy Walker and uh, Whisper at Ollie Kebble, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> there is that, yeah. Or Murray McCallum, but he's a wee bit out of form, I would say, um, or not playing at a high enough level to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't, Scoo, Scoo, Suz, I think would be the loose head options. Yeah. I reckon so, yeah. Um, and then tight heads, you're looking at Neil Fagerson. And then you're, and do you go with at, Walker as a floater? You either go Walker or you go, um, you either go Walker or you you go Javin. Can he go Lucy? Can we we need someone. I, I think we're good. We, right, that's it. Nell, I'm sure Neil can do it. <laughs> Multi-talented. He can go Lucid. You need something to do ten minutes. Right. So, enough of this nonsense. Let's talk. This is why we need Craig for all this prop talk. Aye. Yeah. It's it's no fun. Like, it's, it's just big, guy, big guys pushing. Like, there's no much to it, really. <laughs> I'm only, I do not support this view, incidentally. I'm this only is, uh, joking. Of course, I'm only joking. I'm not. I'm clearly on the way. I know they have, yeah, yeah, because yeah. we apparently we only appeal to props. Um, right, let's talk about the, some real, real skilled positions. Let's talk about scrum half. Um, Ali Price again, Scottish rugby fans, uh, in their classic wanton way, have decided Ali Price is now the Greg Laidlaw of the Scottish rugby world. He is too slow, he is too fat, he does not box kick well enough he makes too many mistakes they want him they want him put out to pasture um where did you see ali price um ali price's performance and is jamie dobby did he do enough to want wanting another another shot um price did not have his best game but the thing is it's like i said the first 40 seconds he booted one out on the full uh, there was another one which was so close to being a great kick, but that's like he set that first impression of yeah. this is going to be a bad early price game, and he's not been at his best since the Lions. I think it's safe to say, and obviously yeah. George Horn is uh, usurped him um, at Warriors as first choice number nine, and we all know this is a George Horn stand podcast. Uh, but otherwise, is I mean, yes, he is. 
this thing we always go on about, oh, this one's faster. This is the thing with Scottish Scrum Half. They've progress- progressively got faster and faster because Laidlaw was parked aside for Purgos, then Purgos, he got slow, then Purgos was parked aside for uh, Price. Pre- and Price. Price got Price became too fast. Now Price is slow. Uh, the thing, Price went too fast and um, Laidlaw had to come back in and steady the ship. Yeah. Uh, so there is a p- place for Price. Um He's, but like I said, he's not been at his best, I think, for Glasgow or Scotland in the last wee while. Um, he's, he's had a poor a season. Good operator. He's, yeah. he's had a poor season. Um, but I think what this game was maybe was a test to see is he good enough to be, I think, in the squad. But it's more of a, right, can you prove to me that you can be a genuine contender at Ben White for first choice nine? Because I think Ben White is... The first choice nine, yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's the thing. Like, I think it, that shows this weekend that White's coming in straight in at nine. I think Ben Ben White is the first the first choice. Uh, I think what White offers, I, I guess the the price debate is interesting because I think what Ben White offers is the, almost the perfect balance between Ali Price and George Horn. Yes, he's, he's, that, he's, but... the 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 skills that the both players have. I don't think Ben White is necessarily as good a box kicker or kicker as Ali Price, like, in normal terms. I don't think he's as quick or as dynamic as George Horn, but he has that perfect balance between the two and offers so much around the park. Um, it will be really interesting to see how he goes this weekend. Pardon me. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Price... So, I think if... Uh... <laughs> Depending on how we go, right? Obviously, I had my madcap shout where we were taking two scrum halves. Uh, we're obviously going to take three. Um, I think Price still could be in trouble. If Jamie Dobby gets a wee bit more game time, I, 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 to be fair, I don't think Jamie Dobby was... I don't think he set the heather on fire when he came came on either. Uh, his first pass in particular was absolutely like shocking level for international play, given that Jamie Dobby's skill set, his passing game is outrageously good normally. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me that probably summarises like the whole, almost the whole setup that people just didn't necessarily put their hands up. They didn't push their chance. They made mistakes, like literally first ball mistakes that cost Scotland any momentum, but we still won comfortably in the end up yeah the scoreboard wasn't comfortable but it that was the thing like we the um the points per 22 entry um, for both teams was abysmal <laughs> like like really bad um i just that lack of cohesion obviously without there's my screen away again why does this keep doing this um <laughs> We're having tech. Sure, there's some kind of setting here. thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, not a lot of attacking threat from 10, 12, 13. The thing is, Healy is amazing. His boot is. He's obviously very, very different to um, the, the the incumbent. And also Adam Hastings, I would say. Um, one thing, like, what would be interesting, I think, would be, I mean, Healy, Hank, Kinghorn, and Hastings. Um, we've seen Hastings do it a couple of times, like dropping back into cover. They can all play. They could all play fifteen. Yeah, 
like Healy with that absolute cannon would be a pretty pretty ideal fifteen. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Like, I think we've got. I think Healy will go to the World Cup based on like, versatility and stuff like that, and being able to cover fifteen. Um, let us talk about fifteen before but we're obviously before we move on to this weekend's game. Let's talk about fifteen, um, a position that has now opened up the fires of Scottish rugby hell, uh, and has you know Ollie Smith got a shot this weekend. Uh, for the France game, we've got Ben uh, Ben Kinghorn. Who's he? Uh, Blair Kinghorn. Um, in at the 15 shirt. Um, the, the B- Blair Kinghorn's BK10. This is Ben Kinghorn. It's BK15. BK15, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got a different passport for this and everything. Um, yeah, so, Ollie Smith, how, did, how do you think Ollie went? Um, and has he put his hand up enough to usurp the, the, the BK15? No, but I think we do need a proper 15 going to the World Cup. Um, because I, I don't think, like, Darcy's going, obviously, so, you know, yeah. but talking about sort of first sale back threes. Yeah. Um, like, you're not going to stick Doohan at 15, are you? Uh, <laughs> like, God almighty, no. I was sick in my mouth <laughs> at the thought of it. Yeah, or Kyle Steen can't do that if he's going to go as a winger. Um, so Smith. I think there was early doors. I thought there was a wee mistake he made. I can't remember it specifically, but he did do a couple of good recoveries. Um, there was a couple, a nice wee nudge through in the second half, which they nearly got to. Yeah. Uh, there was another good kick in the second half territorially. Uh, I think he's pretty sound defensively. Um, yeah, cause I, I think he's come on quite a long way because the first couple of times he played for. Warriors when he came through at the same time as that other guy who doesn't play for the Wars anymore and we won't talk about him. Yeah. Um, the other guy looked the one who was more suited to pro rugby. Um, yeah. Smith looked to be a bit shaky, but Smith has definitely come on leaps and bounds. Uh, yeah, he looks like he, he he's good enough to play test rugby. Yeah. Um, is he the first choice? No, I think Kinghorn's, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, or Whatever I think, if it comes to it, I would put Kinghorn at fifteen because Kinghorn is a, a very good rugby player, um, and now very versatile and experienced in a number of positions. Yeah. Uh, but I think fifteen is the best spot for him because um, that's where he, you know, for years, a couple of years for Edinburgh, when he won like best player in the Pro Twelve or best breakthrough certainly, uh, and was named in teams of the year. That's because he was doing excellent work from fifteen as a as a sort of strike runner, and now with his increased game capabilities, experience on the wing playing for Scotland, where he scored two hat tricks, I think yes. only only men, only two or three men to do, do that. Um, yeah, there's very few. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think 15 is his best spot, and I think that's he probably should start. It's going to take something special for Ollie Smith in his last couple of games or a disaster from Blair Kinghorn in the next couple of games to uh, to see that change for the start of the World Cup. Well, we're almost there with Italy chat. Let's address and I, I, I probably further address this when going to Patreon but let's speak about the Seagulls uh, and you know, the Scottish rugby media has exploded with the absolute fun that was a seagull being on the park and having to be escorted from the park 
anyone who's ever met a seagull knows that he was clearly just being a bit of a Roman Poit. Uh, uh, some of the chat around the seagull has been quite ridiculous um, and, and a bit tiresome. And I'm all for a wee bit of a laugh and a joke, but it's a bird on the pitch, mate. Like, it's not... Oh, sorry, I went full Eddie Jones there. It's a bird on the it's pitch, bird mate. On the pitch, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to me if you know nothing about birds on the pitch, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'll chew your face. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it was all just a bit ridiculous, um, wasn't it? Probably played into the the nonsense that was um, an early early doors um, first first hit out. No, what I didn't understand was when it first landed on pitch, Scott Cummings nearly trampled it, and then there was a yep. dropout totally, and it was still it had been yep. on the pitch for a while. Why didn't Ben O'Keefe just go, can somebody deal with that thing? <laughs> like, yeah. hold on, two Some, seconds, somebody... boys, we need this thing after pitch. Because, I mean, if it's not going to shift from six foot seven and 19 stone of lock charging at it, it's obviously not going to shift for a while. Um, yeah. Some people it's thought it had It's clearly, clearly got its thing, thing sorted at this point. It knows where it wants yeah, to be. Yeah, it's camped in, um, but it needs to bolt before it gets hurt. And also, not like it could have. Um, <laughs> imagine your your World Cup dreams were ended because you had to hurtle over a seagull on the pitch, and, and when you land, you. your your MCL goes. Oh. <laughs> um, and that's you injured by a lazy seagull. And I, I'll swear a lot about seagulls later, but they tend to poo on me quite a lot. See, and I'm not keen of them. Horrible. They're dreadful things. They, they were outside my window about an hour ago, squawking like the big rattling bastards they are. They, we think they smashed one of my roof tiles, which led to a leak for ages. Yep. I'm not a fan. No. <laughs> and also, it's just not that funny. The number of times, like, this, we get it sounds like Steven Seagal, right? Yeah. Oh, Steven Seagal. Oh, it's hilarious. No, it's not that joke. I mean, I've been watching Stevens. I'm 41 years old. I've been watching Steven Skull movie for 30 years. You, you don't think we noticed the pun ages ago? Exactly. There's 23 mentions of I, I looked on the Scottish Rugby Forum for mentions of it just before he came on. 23. And all were just repeated the same jokes in like four days. So it's not, speak. it's not funny. I'm sorry for being a killjoy. I'm not sorry. I'm a miserable sod. You all know this by now. <laughs> but, right. Make a, a joke about it. It was fine to begin with, but it's just people just saying the same jokes over again. What well, are you, Rock? Are you Rock.co.uk? Is that what you are? <laughs> yeah, IP thieves. <laughs> the old IP thieves, indeed. Um, right. Let's let's talk about this weekend because we've got some exciting stuff happening this weekend. Scotland have they've named their team for France. Uh, they have went full noise. Let's be honest, um, <laughs> the full full noise. We have got the return of um, Johan van der Merwe. We've got Blair Kinghorn at uh, fifteen. We have got um, full, the the front row. 
the, the, the big dogs. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get the squad up in front of me because apparently I clicked that button and it didn't take me there. Uh, yeah, so we've got Kinghorn, we've got uh, Darcy Graham, Duhan Verdemirwa. We've got the return of Hua Pelotu. We've got Ben White back. Uh, we've got Gray and Gilchrist. We've got Fagerson, Watson, Dempsey, which is almost my favourite um, back row. But the big news, Ian, of course, and I'll let you chat a wee bit about this whilst I go and double-check what that horrible noise is through in the living room. <laughs> um, <laughs> professional stuff here, guys. Um, Finn Russell, persona non grata, recently enough, uh, has been named as the new Scotland captain for this, for this match. Um, go, I'll be back soon. <laughs> yes, Finn Russell is the captain, and... Um... I think it's an excellent choice. Uh, now we, I think we're all aware of the uh, the timeline of disarray between <laughs> Townsend and Russell. Uh, I mean, it was when I was coming back from the Six Nations launch that I went down to London in 2020 when Hog, I think was that, I think that was probably Hog's first captaincy uh, series. You know, driving back up the road, here, Russell's been omitted from the Scotland squad. Uh, then there was the um, banning after the going out for a night out with Ali Price and that in 2021. And omitted, remember he was the uh, the fourth choice Scotland standoff for, uh, ahead of the Autumn Nation Test in 2022. Um, once Ross Thompson got injured, Gregor Townsend realised the error of his ways, brought him in, and Towns, uh, Russell played out of his skin to cement himself as what we already knew as Scotland's premier fly half, not only of the now, but possibly of all time. Uh, and I, I'm absolutely delighted that Townsend has sort of seen the error of his ways and he's he's put ego aside. I think because of the texture between them, there is that wee bit of ego. Um, ego clashes between them. But all it takes is you know, just somebody to sort of stand down and go, you know what, maybe you do have a point. Uh, so Russell's coming in. The man is, like I said, probably now that Hawk has retired, I think this is the, truly the mantle passing of sort of the experienced go-to guy being a captain and inspiration. That's now from Russell. We know what he can do. We can, he can win matches single-handedly. Um, and not only that, as he's gotten older, um, you can see he directs play not only in the attacking sense but in defence. You know, you see, uh, hi, welcome back, John. I'm still going. So, sorry, I, I, I thought you could monologue for a wee bit of oh, time. I'm doing fine. No, I'm, I'm, I'm still going. Uh, still I'm going. Out of the Finn Russell qualities. So at the moment, I've talked about what an inspiration he is uh, to others around him when he plays well. Uh, he said he's, he's now a, a tactician and a general. You know, you see him. Um, point, when, even in defensive plays, he'll be pointing like, watch out for that quick line out, do this, go over there and do that. Uh, you know, the, the guy has been playing at the top level, and then the very, very top level um, for seven, eight years, eight years at least. Um, and like, like I said, he's, he's inspiration to others around him. I think he's calmness. Yeah. Now, um, John Moyer, away I said it's like a, the mantle had passed from Hogg as being the 
sort of figurehead, inspirational go-to guy. It's now yeah. definitely Russell. Oh, and I 100%. think the, with this captaincy, what it does as well, I think with the two of them, when we talked about Hogg maybe being too passionate, <coughs> in more ways than one, um, well, hey! as, as a player, uh, you know, when he would snark at players, you know, when he bumped into Matt Fagerson, uh on Matt Fagerson's debut and had to be yeah, gave him a Finn Russell, Yeah, Finn Russell won't do that. Finn Russell will be a calming presence to those around him. He's not gonna lose his rag. What referee is gonna like take unkindly to Finn Russell, you know. Exactly. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I think um I said in the chat the sort of group chat between us, it's a sort of messy effect. You know, you get yeah, yeah. I, I like I like that. I like that suggestion because I think yeah, Finn Russell. I I love the idea of Finn Russell as captain, which will come as no surprise to anyone. Um, I I, I just think he's such such. He's so deserving of it as well, because he is our best player. He's actually been our best player probably since he came through actually and you know people argue hoggy 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 um russell's playing an absolutely crucial position and has consistently been way above everything he's playing around um i i love finn russell as a person i think he's i think he's an ideal captain and i just actually hope that this is the start of you know, I think Jamie Ritchie is going to be the captain moving forward, and Finn Russell's been a vice captain for a long time. I really hope this is the sort of leadership that allows him to almost play on for a few more years as well. And, and yeah, I like the fact that he gave an interview recently said, like, this isn't my last dance. It's like, mm. he feels confident. I think I thought two World Cups were maybe stretching it. Um, but yeah, because he said, you know, the way Hoggy played was always like full pelt burst yourself you know he, he never yeah. took breaks even after he'd scotland got canned at the world cup of 2019 you know he's the next sort of lineup that the next in. week yeah um was finn isn't i mean i, I don't think it's he, he said he probably gets hit more often than yeah. than uh stuart hogg but maybe he, he's got a bit more pattern around him it's uh, one thing ah! <laughs> <laughs> and he knows how it takes it and he doesn't like Burst himself and he takes when he oh, when he's injured he does his rehab properly and he takes his, yeah. takes his time um, and he didn't start as certainly didn't start as young Stuart Hogg uh, not at the that, well that is a difference and we've actually seen that seen that in other sports as well and I know Ian you we we've obviously talked multiple times about uh, tennis and we're we're both very keen tennis fans and the the one that always sticks for me is Rafa Nadal who you know burst onto the scene age eighteen. Uh, was this muscular, big, brute of a boy, age 18, and has, you know, has has had injury problems throughout his career. And there, there's been medical papers written about Rafa Nadal um, and that impact of weight training and full contact training at a young age. Because your body, even at age 18, your body's not fully developed. So... For sure, Hogg to be a professional rugby player. I mean, he played a full season of Premiership rugby at seventeen, and was a professional rugby player, well, like an international rugby player at nineteen, and a British and Irish lion at twenty. 
Like, there is going to be a toll on your body. There is going to be an impact. Finn Russell was a stonemason. <laughs> and in his own admission, he was a pretty lazy stonemason. <laughs> you know, he wasn't busting his cell quite as much. Um, so I think there is something about, you know, we always talk about if you're good enough, you're, if you're younger, uh, uh, if you're good enough, you're old enough. But actually, there is a, there's a duty of care to these players that actually I think we should be continuing down the route of making sure we protect players because you're going to, you know, those years, if, you, if, if you've got all that experience, if you've got 10 years of international experience, age 30, but you are, your body's broken, you're not actually of any use. Whereas if you are, you know, you're still, you've still got a bit of life in you. Finn Russell's got a lot of life in him, but he's got all that experience and all that game management now. It's, it's so important, I think, to to manage play, players' careers properly. Oh yeah, because when we all know it's an attritional sport, it's like getting smacked by a Fiat five hundred <laughs> every every tackle, <laughs> every right? Tackle, yeah, every time, yeah. you know. I mean, I don't fancy doing that 40 times a day. No, um, ideally not. And, but like you are saying with the, the whole, um, you know, obviously when you're sort of 18 years old, you've not fully developed there's still structural, physiological changes going on. Yep. Um, I, th- I think maybe we're hopefully getting more attuned to that or maybe Pog's just pushed himself too much. I always remember listening to one Warriors podcast about uh, Finn Russell, was Mo- Graham Morrison was talking about Finn Russell and Rob yeah. Harley coming out through at the t- same time. He's like, you couldn't have seen two different folk. Like, yeah. Rob Harley's Mr. Professional, oh, I'm going to do this. And he's like, yeah, walk in the gym. They've all got, like, weightlifting regimes. Yeah. And I was sent in to kind of keep an eye on them. And this Finn Russell is meant to be doing bark or whatever. He's just in the corner dancing. <laughs> but then it comes to game time, you're like, you know, he's like, Look, who is this Joker? But then it comes to the game, it's like, all right, the Joker's got some, he got Joker, a hand Joker, Joker got some moves. <laughs> he's going to play the Joker card. Um, yeah, so maybe that more relaxed attitude will keep him in good stead. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, obviously, been. I never want him to retire. I want no. to have like a, like Zlatan going to like 41 years old. But if, I, if Finn I, I don't wants think to play the, If Finn wants to play a World Cup in the, the 2040s, I'm, a, I'm in for that. He'd be like a deep lion playmaker. So oh, yeah. Become, yeah like, right, I'll, I'll leave the line. One of you lot can hold the line. I'll just sit back here. One of you plebs can deal with this. I've got this. Just spin it back uh, to me. <laughs> I'll do a, do a wee Finn Russell thing. I'll fake it and then I'll throw a... 40 meter pass yeah. off my off my weak hand um because I can. Yeah. But like Hail Georgie Haji. Hail Mary when, boot pass, just swerving back into Duhan's hands. Yeah, when 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 Haji was running the show at Galatasaray at like 40, uh, it'll be like that. So or Pirlo. No Pirlo, oh, no party. Exactly. Exactly. More yeah. Right. So let, let let's talk about the team though quickly. We've got it is a full noise team. It's, We've it's got full noise. It's full noise, isn't it? So it's a uh, screaming. Oh, on you go. No, so who's so you're about to go? To, I was like, who's Sir, is Turner Sarner Hooker? No, so it's screaming Ashman, Xander Fagerson, great uh, great Gilchrist, Matt Fagerson, Watson Dempsey, um, White Russell, Van der Merwe, 
Pua Pelotu, Graham and Kinghorn. Replacements are Dave Cherry, Jamie Batty, Nell, Cummings, Darge, Horn, Redpath and Ollie Smith. Um, that I mean, that is a it's a full noise team, and we're ex- we, we 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 will the French team that they put out isn't right. So for me, we are expecting a massive step up in performance, and this is a game Scotland should win. Yes, but I mean, I think we should write off the French at our peril because you know, yeah. they have strength and depth, and let's not forget, you know, even though. You go, oh, it's their second choice nine. Yeah, but the current number nine is the best rugby player in the world. And yeah. is one of the best rugby players that I think I've ever seen. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very, he's he's quite 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 good, isn't he's he? He's quite the talent, yeah. Um they are they are a solid outfit. Excuse me while I clear my foot there. Um it's, I, I don't think we should be overconfident at all. Um but this this is full noise Scotland. We expect to see a cohesive attacking unit, certainly, but with the maestro pulling the strings, um, and the same level of intensity in defence that we showed at the weekend. So that's like, like the the Tandy D model has proven to be um, pretty useful. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, my headphones are falling off as well now. Um, <laughs> the lock options, uh, Grey Gilco. That's a tried and tasty combo. Um, yeah. The one thing with that, I mean, it used to be there was there's always going to be a grey that's going to be first choice, <laughs> but it used to be grey Cummings. But I think I mean, with grey Johnny Stretchy Grey, sorry, in Grant Gilchrist, uh, we saw how badly Scotland's lineout suffered when Richie Grey went off against Ireland, even yeah. when they had Van der Fleer. Chucking the ball, throwing, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah well, why didn't we attack that ball more often? That's just mental. Richie Gray would have been all over that. Um, not only is he a line out menace, but Gray's he's. I think this is another possible example of somebody who has we know he's had a wretched time with injuries, yeah. Um, but locks can play until they're up to like 37, 38. 37, 38, and, yeah, comfortable. And, and a lot of them have not had time off with injuries. Um, yeah. This one of these occasions where maybe having that time off with injuries, doing lots of rehab, being physically fit. We've had Johnny Beatty saying that Gray is... Uh, as fit, uh, as, fit as he's ever been. Yeah, yeah so he's an absolute cardio monster. Mm-hmm. Like when you do yeah. senior sessions at Toulon, go back and do... Uh, like thousand meter times on the road machine, which would get you placed in national finals. In yeah, Britain. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the thing with with, uh, with Richie Green Gilchrist, there's so much meat in there, <laughs> and I think that is vital against Ireland and South Africa. Yeah, they, there's so much heft in there, and against France, like France are the same. Obviously, yeah. this is. What, Wokey, not the biggest lad. He sometimes plays at six. But these packs, this is where Scotland suffer is about f- f- Jim Hamilton's physicality. Uh, so, oh, oh, oh. So, so much meat in there with Gilchrist and Gray. You combined height of like 14 feet. Uh, God <laughs> knows how many kilograms. Um, so this is thing like we, we, we've always struggled in this area and this is 
where it's key, and this is yeah. games like this where we find out what the best combo in that engine room is. Um, thankfully, again, now we seem to be graced with talent there because yeah, possibly yeah. John, Johnny, I mean, Johnny Gray's at risk of not making a World not, Cup squad. Not going to World Cup, yeah. Four, four locks Richie, Scott Cummings, Gilco, Sam Skinner, or Johnny Gray. Yeah. That's the thing, like, yeah, we're in a situation where Johnny Gray was undroppable two seasons ago. And I think actually the five the, years the, he was undroppable. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The Grenaissance, if you will, has probably changed a lot of that because I'm so glad I got that in there. Um great term. Oh, wow. Uh, portmanteau. Yeah. Uh, Richie is for me, Richie Gray's always been one of our actually I thought he was one of our biggest losses for years. Like the raw talent that guy had. Baller, like, absolute baller. Yeah, and he's a different player to Johnny. He's a very different player, but he, his skill set is something Scottish locks tend not to have, because he is like you just have to look at the 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 try against England in the Six Nations, the other try, uh, not the Duhan one, um, and you just look and the number of times you've seen Richard Gray do this, but the soft hands, the taking give. He passes. He passes like a centre. Johnny Gray's got a good pass as well, but he I mean, does actually. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a great link player. He's normally uh, in and out the back door, but Richie is a take and give, and he delivered like a pass that would be worthy of an international centre against England. But we all we always we concentrate on the the line out work the. You know the, the 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 physicality that he's bringing now. Forgetting, of course, that actually he is a very good um, around the park player. He's very good. So, um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Johnny Gray might be in trouble. Um, and yeah, so we're conscious of time here. So this weekend, what what are you hoping to see? What what do we need to see from Scotland and does it actually matter? The only thing that matters is nobody getting injured. Um, yeah. For me, uh, no, we want obviously with the team France have put out. We need to not be, even if we get beaten, not be overwhelmed. Yeah. Because if we're like God, if we get scudded by a second choice France what's going to happen when the first choice come along that'll be a massive dent in confidence mm-hmm. um, but we've shown against France I mean that last Six Nations game um, when you know, it looked like we were about to get scudded uh, then pulled it back magnificently or, or like so Scottishly uh, you know it's like so brave and yet so far away Um the importance here is to see a good fluid performance. Uh, hopefully a victory, but I don't. The result doesn't matter. I just think good performance, good combinations, uh, seeing set pieces work off, set plays work off, and maybe just like the final little thing not clicking. Um, that for me is about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, I think. 
for Scotland fans' perspective, I think we just need to see a more cohesive performance. I, absolutely what you said. Um, and, yeah, I, I think there is an element of this is this is full noise. So they do need to put on a performance or else the rest of Scotland are going to join me in the, the World Cup's pointless and we should even be going... Uh, like brigades because replaces with Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, and kick Wales out as well. While we're at it. Um, right. So we are. We are. We'll call it that. We're going to head over to Patreon now. Uh, so if you're not part of the Patreon, where are you? That's the avenue. Um, we we will we will be back next week. I don't know who will be back because it is. We're still we're still kind of. It's preseason, really. We are we are flapping about a wee bit just to get get some pods out, but we will be back next week to chat about the France game. Um, there will be um, obviously the standard content plus some Patreon. Um, I'm sure we will. We've got Bandersnatch to play at some point uh, as well, so that'll be happening before the World Cup. Uh, but Bandersnatch. Banderscotch, not sorry, right, not, not we, don't, we don't see it accused of misrepresentation again, John. We? Well, we've had enough bother I, with that already today. We, we have, we have, and I'm very stressed about it. Um, but I guess for now, if you're not joining us on Patreon, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from Brother Hair. <laughs> from Brother Hair? What? Brother Hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, on that bombshell. Oh, God, that's Jeremy Clark. Oh, Christ. Edit this bit. Uh, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> now, now do the thing where you have to turn off the non I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. And we just, uh, I'll just freeze. Free, freeze. Hammer time. Um, right. That one and that one. This is the problem when you've not done this for a wee while. You totally forget which ones to remove. Said the surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like genuine. That could be quite funny, actually. If I was a surgeon, I'd have been like, I would, have, I would have amputated the wrong kidney, and I know you don't <laughs> amputate kidneys. <laughs> That's why you're a one. terrible surgeon, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to amputate this kidney. <laughs> anyway, do you want a wee break, bro? Are you good to um, go? I, I think I need a wee wee wee. Bro- brother here, wee wee wee, brother here, brother here, brother here. Just earn an accent to what we're doing. <laughs> you seem so, a bit like Eddie Vedder there. I know, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Brother I could genuinely, genuinely be in Pearl Jam. Just saying. Pearl Jam's another one of those bands that everyone likes that I hate. This is true. There is a few yeah. of those. We have discussed this at length. <laughs> such a such a fucking hipster dick. You are a little bit, yeah. You are a hipster. Anyway, go go and piddle. Right, I'm gonna go for uh, a wee. Uh, uh, we we also, back... we, need, uh, we need to talk to Domingo Miotti. We will. We'll come on to that in just a moment. We are we're gonna go for five. So if you're hanging about, more fool you. Uh, but we will be back in five minutes. Um, After the short and... intermission. Yes. Um, we don't have any green sleeves to play, but enjoy. <laughs> 